I'm fucking ready. Thicker than a snicker. Thicker than a snicker. Jones barbecue and foot massage. You ready to talk some uh, fucking WandaVision or like Wanda and Vision? Yeah, I think both. We're gonna do it all. To the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Let's get into it. Marvel Legends, Wanda Maximoff and Vision. This is the Wanda Vision Watch. I'm Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Kyla Barnett. How's it going? Oh, it's fucking great right now. It's fucking great. Yeah, no, uh, no arguments. So, obviously, Star Wars Mandalorian rewatch is over. Because now we got to move on to bigger, bigger things. I, yeah, I, important not to say better because that, no. that 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 is a high mark that's going to have to be achieved. No, that, that is earned, not given. Not given. I won't say better yet, but bigger certainly. Yeah. More more people are watching the Marvel show than there are Star Wars. Yeah, show. no, we're gonna we're we're gonna get into it. It's gonna be fucking great. So, welcome to Marvel colon WandaVision colon The Watchmen. This you, first episode, just me, it was just me and Kyler. We'll do the weekly when the episodes start dropping with Joseph and Miles again. It's, 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 they not gone or nothing. We're just together tonight, so we figured why not Why not talk about these Legends episodes that came out. Talk about the recaps of their stories. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah, very spontaneous. You know, No, no, no slack to uh, Joseph and Miles. You know, They will be missed. They will be missed. No, they will be missed, certainly. And uh, I don't know how long this episode's going to go. We're just going to kind of talk about these uh, their, their stories throughout the movies. And then uh, we'll see where it takes us. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I I loved the way that, like, both their stories, like, obviously started in Ultron. Right. And and that that, that movie, like, now seems so much more important. Given... Oh, absolutely. It definitely has a new sense of, like, I don't know, I guess I'll even say just gravitation. Like, I don't typically sit down when I go to watch a Marvel movie when I do, and, like, I don't typically, Ultron doesn't come to mind. Absolutely. But, like, it's one of the more weeks, underrated like, knowing movies. that WandaVision is impending, it's been, like, that's, like, one it. of the first, like, two or three that pops into my head. I'm well, like, man, that's weird. Absolutely. And uh, it's it's also interesting because, like, at the beginning of uh, Wanda's, they talk about how, like, Strucker created her and uh, Pietro. And uh, it's interesting the way they parallel wanda and vision stories a little bit because they're both the beginning of their creation is kind of by a monster and that strucker created wanda and ultron right. began creating vision but also inadvertently tony stark is responsible for their creation as well because you know wanda's got the backstory where her parents were killed by stark weapons and that, yep. that created her grudge for her to volunteer for that uh for that experience with that with that Strucker guy. Right. And I'll even say that, like, just seeing Strucker again, like, he's such a small, like, blemish in, like, in terms of, like, villains and stuff in the, in the MCU in the grand scheme. 
Oh, but, no doubt. But man, to seeing him in this, like, I guess context, he made, he seems so much more important. Absolutely. And it blew my mind because, like, I actually really like his character just seeing it again. It just reminds me, like, for a side character, like, he plays, he killed that, whoever that a, dude is, he oh, played, he does a great gr- job. Played the shit out of it. He reminds me of the guy from Kingsman. Um, a little bit. I see what you're talking about. I can't think of his name. The you know who I'm talking about. I, I get you. I get the vibe. I can't like remember him. who it is. He's the big bad in Shazam. <laughs> uh, you guys know him. I, yeah, you're with yeah. me. We're, I'm there. I'll uh, cue the noise and stuff. But uh, you know, it's uh, I just liked that parallel too. Like their stories begin with Tony Stark, both of them, because obviously Vision starts with Jarvis as, right. as his interface, and uh, I like how they make the point that like in the movie uh, Ultron. Tony Stark's like, well, the reason Ultron killed him wasn't because he was angry. It was because this guy could fuck him up. Yep. <laughs> let's and... let's go ahead and throw this guy in a body and figure this shit out. What do you say? Create another AI that could potentially destroy the universe. Thank God they did. Yeah, you know, <laughs> bless up for Thor coming in uh, last mm. minute. No doubt. But, uh, you know, I like that, uh, again, Ultron was building Vision for himself. And they yeah, hijacked I don't, it. It's so crazy because obviously he ends up being he ends up being for the Avengers and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he ends up being like a good guy. But it's so crazy to think like, man, the alternative would have been horrific. Ooh, doomsday. This like man we would have destroyed everything. Which honestly I think kind of sucks for Ultron in the long run because think about how weak he seems being a good guy now. Like within the limitations of his like Oh, for his, Vision? Like, I guess ego or whatever, or mm-hmm. his conscience, you know? Yeah. Dude, he seems so much weaker as a hero than he probably... Imagine as a villain just going reckless. That'd be pretty, that'd God, be pretty fucking legit. powers would be limitless. He would never put... He would never have a stop on himself. Like, it would just be like, oh, I can kill this guy. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, dude. Yeah, he was he was lethal. And, and obviously in that Ultron movie, we also get the greatest Vision moment there is, I think, whenever he's like... You guys, you're going to have to trust me. I don't know if I can make you do that, but we got to go. And he lifts up Mjolnir and oh, tries to hand so it to ironic. Thor. And it's so funny because that's such a memorable scene. But, oh, man, so you great. never get tired of seeing it, though. Oh, never. Never. I love that scene. And I love that they included another bit of humor because I think Jarvis is like – or, well, I say Jarvis because Jarvis from Iron Man and then also Vision when he becomes – you know, Yeah, ex- exactly. He is – so funny to me he's just always been so always witty been and it so cracks witty, me up but it's like it's like it's an obvious wit like yeah. it's not like yeah. a, it, it's it's a fucking pragmatic wit he's yes. like i look at things the way they are and, and if something so, is objectively so funny i'll joke that's about why it. i love that they included the line from ultron where even early on when he just is created and he's still very robotic seeming mm-hmm. he still has this moment where he gives in a bit of humor when he's talking to tony and they're talking about ultron he's like well he does hate you the most so yeah <laughs> and, and it's like just so underratedly funny for me and it's so interesting to see them already starting to develop like Hey, he's a little deeper than the surface. Like he's not just a robot, basically, like that kind of thing. Absolutely. And I remember when I went and saw Age of Ultron in theater, I fucking loved Vision. I was like, yo, because like, he like he was the reason they got they could take down Ultron. Like no doubt, they were they weren't beating that man without Vision. I don't. You think. You know, it's funny because I feel the opposite. Vision honestly was a character that grew on me. Like very like later in my like mcu interest like i don't know what it took so long for me to click with him Mm -hmm. and maybe it's just his humor i guess but like when i saw him at first i kind of thought he was dry and mind you i will say that ultron was the movie i saw first in all of mcu history ever 
and it was ah. I didn't I didn't get into Marvel like for real like this until probably maybe a year two years after that moment. Man, and I just remember seeing Ultron. I think it was in eighth grade. I would have been in eighth grade, and I just remember thinking like, or not Ultron. I'm sorry, Vision. I see Vision. Yeah. I'm like. He's just not doing anything for me. And, and to be fair, the movie as a whole wasn't really doing enough for me. And that's, that's my own fault. Well, what's interesting is that, like, this movie has been greatly enhanced by the universe being enhanced. Yeah, you know, absolutely. By, by expanding the universe, they've made this movie a lot better. Like, because obviously where, where Wanda and Vision's stories go, like, they become very, very impactful and incredible characters right and th- these specifically like these legend shorts those they really make you realize how important their story i was. know i feel like we're gonna have a conversation if we would do all of these or something or after watching all every single one of these i feel like that's a conclusion you're gonna come away with like, oh that all of them had in, an impact even if it's an insignificant like i say insignificant i don't know if such a thing exists but like a very small character like, I feel like you're going to go away from this seven-minute short and be like... About Happy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the the seven-minute short person. about Happy Hogan. Yeah, you're just going to be like, man, they couldn't do this without Happy. <laughs> like, man, yo, happy they couldn't do this if without Happy. If Happy wouldn't have hit Whiplash with the Maybach, then Tony wouldn't have snapped. And, and, and dude, there you go. All of a sudden, Happy becomes vitally important. You just got to connect. They just You got to connect. connect the right dot. Yeah. And he does help and he does aid in the uh, grooming of Peter Parker. Very important, too. Man, we have really strayed away. We have really <laughs> drifted. Drift away. All right. <laughs> so let's get back into it. So, you know, I like how also in Ultron, like, you realize how powerful both Vision and Wanda are. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they show Wanda's ability throughout the movie to fucking destroy the Avengers. Yeah. making Sending them into different trances and rages and shit yeah and i love that they gave hulk just that minute of shine when he's so angry because it really mm-hmm. shows you just like man she was in his head she was like and that led to look at what it created and it oh, almost chaos makes, think about how much more practical this is so random for me to connect here but like think about how important that is to what zemo would do like wanda's honestly in a way laid a blueprint now mind you i don't know zemo being from um yo that's a really good point zemo being from what sokovia right yeah so i mean that's a really good point is is there a chance that zemo's almost following a blueprint zemo knows what wanda's capable of and kind of i think it's more of a like she's inspiring him like in a sense of like hey this like look at what's splitting them up does look at what happens when you make them like create strife in like in the midst of them yeah yeah you know, if you can get behind enemy lines for a second and create chaos within. I'd never thought about that connection. Think, and, and so I feel like that could be possible. But I don't know. There's also a lot of different layers. And he goes well, no, that's Bucky that's definitely true. But I mean, like it because like in Civil War, I mean, the entire thing's about the Sokovia Accords. So like maybe it's not exactly Zemo in that in that scenario, you know, but it's like. Obviously, the events of Age of Ultron are massively, massively important on what happens in Captain America's Civil right. War. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I mean, and the end of that movie with uh, Wanda's brother dying uh, for Hawkeye, which I'd rather have Pietro Mas- Maximoff in the, in the mix than fucking Hawkeye, because fuck Jeremy Renner, but... It's just so sad, because think about how, like, that character was, like, one and done, basically. 
And, and it could have been so. Uh, yeah, but think, look at what Quicksilver is in the X Men. Bro, don't you worry about the shadow? Like, wouldn't you worry about it if he was still like? I just feel like maybe that plays a part in it. Probably, like a fear, maybe. like okay, if we would have Quicksilver be around for a long time, that is who we're competing with, and it's like, man, Evan Peters really does that in that role, bro, and he does so fucking well and it's like man and look and it's not even just evan peters think about how the special effects set up how cool quicksilver the, the is way they movies. made quicksilver as cool as he was in yeah. those movies the uh, way we, everything I, just... I don't know if quicksilver in the mcu could compete with that like longevity wise so i wonder if that factors into it or you probably not but still i think even if we do get a lot of quicksilver like there would just be constant shadow. Like, it's tough to compete with that. Well, and that's what's interesting about those movies, too, is, like, when I went back and rewatched X-Men early on in 2020, I went through all of them early on. I was like, God, I forgot Pietro Maximoff is in these movies. And I forget that in the comic books, Magneto is both Wanda Maximoff and yeah, right. his dad. So, like, imagine if the MCU had had that from the and beginning. Could, yeah, and we could get... If if they had Magneto, Dude, if they about, had the rights to the X Men at the beginning, think about how much more broad this universe could already could be with that. What's already been there with those characters? Because that's what sucks is like knowing the MCU. The next time, if we ever see Wolverine, it's not Hugh Jackman. Or like knowing we see, but we do need that evolution. You, you know, don't we see do. Michael Fassbender. You don't see Sir Patrick Fuck. Stewart. Ian well, that's McClellan. the thing is that like I'm hoping we do get some crossover in the casting i yeah and i think that's a possibility like there's no reason you can't get fastbender as magneto still true i guess yeah it's just so weird because you've given me you've been given older versions of these characters yeah. and younger ones and then if you would see like to me seeing michael fastbender play the older magneto would be like whoa whoa whoa, whoa wait this a feels fucking wrong. minute <laughs> like yo where's my dog like mcclellan you know where's yeah. ian mckellen where's fucking patrick stewart where are they at like these ain't the same it's just like i don't know now it just makes me scary that they're gonna have to start fresh and it's like i know they could do it but like well they are gonna have to start fresh no and, and I they know. will do it like that's the thing is like we're gonna expand in the fantastic four and like i'm assuming that like what what phase are we about to enter five yeah or yeah four no Maybe phase four. I can't remember either or, but I don't think the, I think whatever the next phase is after the ones they've already made announcements for is when we're going to start seeing the X-Men come back. We're definitely about to hit phase four or no, we've already finished phase four. Definitely about to get phase five. And I think phase you're saying after phase six, we could, I'm saying at phase six, I think, I don't think they've announced things for phase six yet. Okay. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. No. And given that. that Disney Plus is heading in this series route, we could be getting like like a live action X-Men series, which could be fucking awesome potentially in the future. Man, I just don't know. There's so much potential and it's so crazy to say because like think about how much there is already with just the characters that we are Marvel already had and like who we had already been like Shang-Chi we already knew before we even acquired X-Men that that was going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the Eternals we already knew. It's like we're already getting bigger within just Marvel's characters. And then we then you know, they go out and get Fox and now they have X-Men and it's like X-Men oh my Fantastic gosh, Four. there's so much more. There's it's still like just so much bigger. Well, and that's what's interesting is they're really going to have to write in some sort of event that creates mutants, I think. Like, See, but that's what I don't understand because if we already have seen 
Wanda and Pietro. Well, they were created by Von Strucker. They have a different backstory there. I guess, yeah, that's true. Oh, man, it just would have been so much easier if they could have said just that it gone was from the get go. Mag- yes, oh, there would have been so it would have been bro because so Magneto is such a fucking cool character. Oh man, what could have been? What could have been? But you know, that's not important that's right now. We just like to talk about all of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we uh, the next movie they uh, they really they really come up in is Civil War, and uh, as we said just a few moments ago, Age of Ultron really has a massive impact on the events of Civil War with the Sokovia Accords and stuff. And uh, Wanda's story continues with her accidentally killing several people at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and I love that in the in the um, what is this called reflection? Uh, Legends. Legends. Yeah, um, I love that in that you see Wanda. Once that moment hits, how much somber the music gets and how much more, like, she's almost, like, hurt. Like, you can tell this is a bad, like, portion of her arc that's getting ready to happen. The rest of her arc is devastating. Yeah. She has had a tragic existence. Like, her high point, like, in terms of, like, not being destroyed emotionally, I guess comes at, like, the beginning of Infinity War before shit really hits the fan. Yeah, and but, even what's crazy is before that, she lost uh, Pietro, so it's almost like, that, that, it's just, like, She was down from the get-go. Oh, what is that quote? There is a quote from a movie, and, oh, man, I'm gonna take a... Ah, take oh. a swing. Do it. It's, uh, it's like... Oh, it's in Deadpool. Life isn't but a uh, continuous train wreck train wreck with intermittent moments of happiness or, or pause or something yeah, like that along yeah. that line. I, I remember that. That's like her life to a T. It is. She has had nothing but train wrecks with just momentary pauses of happiness. That's kind of what the superhero existence is though. Which is so tragic. Well, and that's like, that's kind of the point of like watching them do shit like that is that, you know, sorry, had to turn that off real quick. Um, it didn't work. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> uh, all the superheroes, like, when you sign up for that job, you know shit's not going to be sweet. Man, and it's so funny that you bring this up because I just watched Wonder Woman 80, 1884. 1984? Or, yeah, 1984. And that is so, like, prevalent in her story. Just how... How'd you feel about that movie? Fuck, fuck Marvel for a second. How'd you feel about Wonder Woman 1984? I had seen so many poor comments and so many bad things said about it. I didn't hate it. I, I yeah, enjoyed I it. I kind of enjoyed it. And I'll just tell you, mind you, I know that um, Pedro Pascal's character is so kitschy. But, but I fucking Pedro love Pascal. Pedro Pascal, like, bro. Put him in anything, and I'm gonna fucking love it. Yeah, I can't. I can't. After seeing my Mando up there, I can't like. Well, and that's the thing is that, like, that's that's the level Pedro Pascal's reached for me is that, like, that character is a douchebag. I do not exactly like the character, but because Pedro Pascal brings something to the role, right. like, he makes it make sense to me, you and know? I think Chris Pine, when he's in it, for that, that there's, like, a good, like, it's weird. It seems like a lot of the movie, but he's really not in a lot of the movie. He's in, I'd say he's a good 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah, but it's in the middle. It's, like, mm-hmm. right in the, like, right, and it's so interesting because he's, I think he's funny. I think he's pretty good. I like her. And see, that was probably the best part of the movie that I've seen a lot of shit talked about is that, like, why'd you bring back Chris And I Pine? love the twist that they didn't make it just Chris Pine. They, like. They uploaded his consciousness into a yeah, different body, which was Yeah, it's a different way to go about it, and. I don't know. I just think there was a lot, and it it didn't. I didn't hate it. 
I didn't. I didn't. It's a movie that I'll, I'll be able to revisit. Like, yeah, I, and Kristen Wiig actually plays a really interesting character. I thought she. I and, didn't know she could do that. I gotta say, I didn't know that. I thought Kristen Wiig was uh, fine. Yeah, she is mad. <laughs> She's a beautiful fine. woman. She has got it. Like she is deep in her bag. <laughs> she like was get, serving me shit in that. And even the nerdy, I'm a big nostalgic guy, and I'm not even born from the '80s. I'm no, not even bro, born from the '90s. Crimped hair, but, that crimped hair, but, that but big just ass. Everything hair, '80s about this movie automatically hits with me. Stranger Things is the same thing. Same, yeah, I agree. And and but man, Kristen Wiig. And see, Woo! like, there were obviously some, like, storytelling things that I'm just kind of like, all right, I'll let it slide. Like, don't get me DC, you, there's such a different standard. And that sounds bad because it probably shouldn't be that way. But when I watch a DC movie, I, it's like, I already go into it knowing, like, don't watch this the way or at the level that, like. You watch you, a Marvel yeah, movie. Yeah, like, you, there's a certain disconnect almost that can really make them more enjoyable. And that's not to say that, like, that's a good thing. Like, that should be encouraged. But I think, like, you can definitely enjoy these movies. You can enjoy them. You can make them a little – you can elevate them a little bit if you just take out the, like, Marvel out of the equation. I get you. I get you for sure. I, and, I mean, there are some apt criticisms of the movie. But it's just like you got to get out of your head a little bit when you're watching a DC. Movie. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and like I said, like it's not. It may not be fair, or that may not be a good. Like that might not be the best vote of like confidence, I guess, in DC. Mm-hmm. But like that's the standard they've set now. And if like I'm gonna enjoy these movies, like I want to enjoy the movie, whether it's like critically, whatever I already know about it. Like even if I know it's like already been kind of panned a little bit, I want to go into it with a mindset of like, hey, maybe I can still enjoy this. Absolutely, like, I- absolutely, I'm with you. But you know, a movie I really enjoy. Civil War. Let's get back into that. Yeah. <laughs> so after she's accidentally uh, prevented a disaster and caused a slightly smaller one, uh, you know she's pretty down on herself. Understandably, she does. She's people are scared of her. She knows people are scared of her, and they, she understands why they're scared of her. So that really puts you in a really rough spot. And Vision's like, they can't help but be scared of you. It's an involu- it's an involuntary response. I know, and this is where you definitely see the like non-human element of like Vision kind of really come out, and you see it have this effect in this movie. Like, because think about how their arcs intertwine in Civil War, and I guess it's funny I say intertwine, but honestly, they more break off. They more become like because you know they they have different ideas about how they feel about this, but they're still they're, they're on still different that. sides. Right, but there is that, like, break, you know, right here. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see that, like, um, I, I like to think of this, like, her rebelling, like, from Vision. Like, that pissed her off so bad that now she wants to, like, go fight for the other side. Like, she's, like, definitely going to go. I feel like she's just so angsty right now, given everything she's dealing with. I think it's just, like, taking control of her own narrative. She's like, she's like, okay, all of you are scared. To, you're all scared of me. Sure. I'm going to try my best to give you a reason not to. Like, I'm going to fight on the side of... Because she was on Captain America's side, right. right? So she's like, you know what? I'm going to do this shit then. It is it is that rebellion. It's that rebellious spirit a little bit, you know? And Vision is very much so that... And he... he granted, he always had the best intentions. He right. always did. He, he was always being there for her and that he was, like, trying to protect her safety and he wanted to keep her happy and stuff because it is so obvious Vision is just crushing on Wanda right. Maximoff so fucking hard. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is that Pepper Cash? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just... 
it's cute as hell. Like I, I, I don't remember watching Civil War and thinking, God, that's cute as hell. But like now, when I like, that's why I like this short. This is gonna make me appreciate everything with Wanda and Vision a lot more. And it's funny because the relationship, like, I don't know. I guess seeing them fight like that for a second there in the in the Avengers, you know, when Clint comes to break her out, mm-hmm. it just like hits a little. It's a little harder. It's a little more potent. It's like, man, that kind of actually sucked. Like, I don't remember it sucking like that bad. Like she sent that man to the middle of the earth. Yeah, and <laughs> it's like sad because it's like, man, they actually were getting somewhere. Like Vision's like really like. You know what I mean? Just like knowing like what's being set up and like knowing that fight happens, it makes it hit a little harder for me. Well, and what was cool about that fight too is that it wasn't truly that they were like angry at each other. It was simply that they each had to do what they thought was right. Right. And they were just like, I get I get it, but mm-hmm. I got to do me. So deuces, bro. <laughs> I'm right, going to exactly. throw you down real quick. And that was just kind of the approach to it. And then it just... And I think Vision just, like, automatically gravitates to Tony's side because, obviously, the Jarvis interface. Yeah. But also him being, like, I've just got to save Wanda. Mm -hmm. You know? So, like, and I think the best way to do that is for her to... I think it's easiest for Vision, too, to have a little side narrative, too, because, like, he's so smart, I guess, is all I have to say, is, like, he's going to be able to, like, find and think and engineer ways to, like... How can I fight against them without hurting her? How can I protect her without, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he can almost serve as this, like, middleman-ish type thing in a way just because of how, like, he's set up to, like, just combat in general. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So it's just, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense at all, but. I, I was wondering at this point in the uh, in the shorts here if Vision was developing something of a subconscious. Because, so, you know. Wanda holds up the tower that Vision's knocking down for Cap and Bucky to run through. And then what stops her is War Machine Uh doing that, like, sonic charge at her. And it, like, really fucks her up. And Uh she goes down. She gets knocked the fuck out. And Vision goes to her aid immediately. Then he just looks up and fires. And obviously Falcon's there. He did nail Rhodey right where it would fuck him up, though. And it, it makes me wonder whether, like... You, like you were just saying, if it's just like it, it, a gravitating towards protecting Wanda. And I don't know. I don't think that was the intention, you but know, I like that idea a little bit, you know? It's funny because it reminds me of, uh, oh shoot, what was I just, oh gosh. <laughs> I don't remember. You don't remember what it reminded you of? I just lost it. God damn it. Yeah, that's God so damn it. I hate when that happens. That's so annoying. So, I mean, I was saying about, like, the subconscious working for Vision, him shooting up at... Oh! There you go. I think the subconscious part for me came out even in Ultron, which is weird because that's so early. But do you notice when he flies... Once it starts to split, when Sokovia starts to split up and he starts flying through all the cracks and stuff and he mm-hmm. finds Wanda and he grabs her, do you see the way he looks down at her when he fly, like picks her up? I just feel like it was a weird, intimate, like... Way too human feeling of a moment for someone who has just created, what, less than 24 hours ago? Fair. It just seemed so, like, it just seemed like one of, like, it was almost like when you look at Vision and you see the way he looks at her, it's almost like this moment where you're realizing, like, you're seeing his first time feeling something, almost. Well, and that's what's interesting, and that's that's why their arcs intertwining so much is important, is because they're not all that different. Like I said earlier, they're both created by people that originally didn't have the best intention. And they've turned out to be good. But, you know, 
they both got kind of tragic existences, you know, Vision's kind of doomed to know that he's just kind of yeah, and eternal. Like, obviously he's not, but like, that's just kind of probably the impression he was under for a spell. Right. Until, you know, things change. (laughs) Uh Oh, (laughs) rut row raggy. But, uh, ultimately at the end of civil war, they, they come to this forgiveness. And after he accidentally paralyzes roadie, I think, uh, it sends them to go. All right, we're going to take off. Yeah, for a well, spell. it's weird how they both had this like mutual agreement. Like, e- yeah, I don't think either of us really belongs anywhere near any of those people right now. Like, exactly. Just... Like, Wanda's like, I, I've done, I've done things that kind of. And I think it's nice. It gives you a like. I hate to say selfish because it's not, but in the hero sense, this is like pretty. They selfish. do. They do what they want to do. Yeah, and, and it, I, I and respect I think it's, that. It's refreshing to see a superhero like get that, and just to see. It still just has this ominous feeling, like, you know what I mean? Like, these two, like, man, they finally got away, but it's like... Where were they? Copenhagen? Is that where they were? <sighs> Somewhere in Europe, for sure. I want to say Copenhagen for some reason. I don't know. But, you know, I like that they got away. They For a spell, anyway. Like, and, yeah. and obviously, Wanda's intention was to always go back, because at the beginning of Infinity War, he's like, stay. Like, and you I don't have it, to go. It's so funny, because in Infinity War, I feel like those scenes were, like, those intimate moments with them, where they're just the two of them. I feel like they get lost in translation given how big the movie is and how long it is. That just seems like something that's caught up. But when you pose it in the seven minutes as, like, a key portion of the seven-minute, like, you know, flashback through their arcs, it becomes so much more, like, They thread that conversation all the way through both of them. And it's a super big part of it. And it's like, man, it really, like, legitimizes, I guess, those feelings those two have and that bond. And it also makes it seem so much more important than it did when you watched it in Infinity War. Absolutely. Because in Infinity War, it just gets swept away by New York. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And then... But in this, that's like, it probably takes up a good, you know, at least minute and a half of like runtime. Certainly, certainly, and it, and it, it brings back, it comes back to that line where Wanda's feeling the Infinity Stone. He's like, "Tell me what, tell me what's going on." She says, "All I feel is you." This was so. It's so interesting because that line is arguably more like remembered for when he says it to her when she's, you know, getting ready to take the stone out of his forehead. Mm-hmm. Um, God, that was not worth That is just so harsh sounding. Take the stone out of his But brain. yeah, that's exactly. Um, but no, I think it's important. Like when you see that scene, he says it so like, he's so shook about this question. Like the way he says it and like rushes it out and like says it like, you can tell how important it is for her to give him an answer that he's okay with. And I think that's just how you see like, wow, he's really maturing and like coming into like he, he put on the human persona yeah, and everything. And he was really, he was and like. In that in Infinity War, you know Tony's talking to Banner and he's like, "Where's Vision?" He's like, "I, I don't know." He turned off his transponder. The dude's basically a fucking yeah. human. Like, he's so like, yeah, he's literally humanized so much through that that I think when it, to me it just gave more meaning to when he says it to her mm-hmm. because it's like he knows that in this moment, like what was so important to me when I asked, like when she was messing with me and touching the stone and stuff, you know, it was so important to me to know that like, she sees me as more than a human, like more than just a hero. He, I'm a human. And so then for him to say it to her, when she's about to have to do the hardest thing she's ever going to have to do. Absolutely. And he knows this is going to be hard for her. He sits there and comforts her with this same line that she used to comfort him. And it's Absolutely. like, man, that hits. And it has that other layer that uh, like banner mentions later in the movie that like vision is a complex, you know, layering of consciousness with you know vision and t- or 
Jarvis and Tony and Ultron and right. Banner and just like all of them kind of intertwined into this one being. And if they take the Mind Stone out, there's still a whole lot of vision left. So when she feels the stone and says, all I feel is you, it not only makes him not feel like that complex overlay of consciousness. It just makes him feel like he's vision. Like he is him. And that's that. Right. And there's also the fact that in the previous movie in civil war, she wasn't feeling human. She felt like she wasn't good. You know, she was like, what, what am I doing the right thing? Should right. I even be around? Should I leave? And he was like, you're good. You were just fine. She, he made her feel more human. And she did the same for him. I love that. I do too. I not another thing that I thought was interesting about the stuff from Infinity War was seeing. I don't know. I guess for me, the standout and like when it comes to Wanda, like combat, like just being out like in the trenches. I guess you know <laughs> the thing that comes to mind most immediately is her with Thanos and Endgame, which we see again. God. Which chills. Top notch. Like, before I even saw this, it was top notch, like, one of my favorite moments in all of it. But, like, I'm not going to lie to you. When I was watching this, like... Such a necessary triumph, and it really paints it as such, because you get to see all the tragedies back to back to back. It made me feel like I was watching, like, a... And, like, this is just a really ripe example that's just readily available in my mind. It reminded me of Luke Skywalker walking through the doors in The Mandalorian. You know, with his lightsaber, yeah, on. Like, just the try. When she like ri- raises up in the air, you can just see, you can just hear in the background like this, uh, not in a, like legitimately, but I mean, like in your head, you're just watching this and like hearing like, you know, trumpets so well, and like you know, mm-hmm. this is that defining like triumph, mo- triumphant moment, like she's been waiting for. You know, it's the, it's Absolutely. the Rocky finally getting his shot at Ivan Drago. You know, mm-hmm. like it's everything you've been waiting for, like the big one. You know what I mean? Absolutely, and you know, obviously at the end of Infinity War, they have to prevent. Thanos from getting the stone, so she explodes that shit in Vision's head, but he's just like, eh, I already got the time stone, guess what? Boop, boop, boop. I'm gonna rewind. Gosh. She has to watch it happen the second That's time. horrifying. Dude, horrifying. She watches his dead body collapse and stuff. It's just devastating, and obviously she's gonna get his ass back for that. And I love that. So when she gets the chance, she does not hold back, and there is nothing more horrifying than a miracle coming back to it right then when we talked about this off mic but man in that moment it was because like what that line means in that moment is that thanos needs to be afraid of of what's about to happen yeah because like oh man and because that was a line by strucker yeah strucker said that shit in ultron and being able to apply it for a scene between infinity war and endgame is just fucking brilliant i love it mm-hmm. it's outstanding and obviously as she's beating the shit out of thanos we get these cuts back to her memory of pietro dying and then thanos killing vision and just like all this this com- compilation of memories of just terrible things that have happened in her life and she is going to kill that guy she she had the intention of no, she no. had murder she, and, on her and, mind. and there was no way he was going to stop her unless he did what he unless, did unless he rains fire yeah which is rain fire <laughs> but sir the troops fucking do it <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh she she really had him on the ropes yeah she she had murder on her mind it was no doubt pretty much <laughs> 
Yo, but like, I'm so ready for that series now. Oh man, I know. And like, I'm still confused as to when it takes place. I'm still confused. Yeah, and I, I think where is important. I I think it's an interdimensional is, yeah, thing. It's uh-huh. an it's something else. He's creating this because I want to know how Vision's going to operate in this show. I'm. Uh, I have no idea where it's going. Yeah, and this I like is, that. This is the so, most clueless so I've ever been. Interesting is like, think about how Mandalorian just week to week. It was like we don't know, we don't we know, just we don't, don't know. know. And even like towards the last four episodes, you remember of season two, like where it was like, man, there's four episodes left. The trailer we saw nothing but stuff from the first four, so we have not seen anything that's going to happen in these last four episodes. Not even in a trailer, not even mm. a clip. Yeah, we had no idea direction story wise. Like we were just clueless. But that was with four episodes left. This is a whole nine episodes of television that from one to nine we have no. The long clue. isn't the longest trailer we've gotten like thirty seconds. Like, have they given us an actual trailer for this show? Yeah, I think they did give us a real one. I'm pretty sure. I kind of don't want to watch it. I kind of like. Go I like the idea. Blind. I kind of just want to go in blind. No, that's definitely. I feel like with a show like this, that could be so like important. I guess if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I think I just don't want to know anything going into it. I just want to watch it, experience it, and be like, holy fucking shit, this is amazing. Because I love that the first Marvel television property here is going to be about Wanda Maximoff and Vision. That just That's just so random and perfect to me. I know. And, like, these shorts make you realize it's not so random. Like, they, yeah, they really, are important. It does. It makes them seem so important. Oh, man. Ah! I can't wait. I'm so fucking ready, bro. It's going to be so incredible. I'm trying to find it. There's a couple, like, minute-long videos on Twitter, but I can't tell if that's a real trailer. Got you. Or what that's going to be. But man. Well, I'm fucking ready. And you know what? Next week, we'll be talking about the first episode of WandaVision. That's nuts to think about because I feel like Mandalorian just got over with. It did two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Or that whatever. gap seems so much bigger on paper. It really does. Well, I was thinking about like. I had, like, a, a little watch party for, like, episode five of The Mandalorian, The Jedi. I went over to someone's house. There was, like, ten people there for The Mandalorian for uh, The Jedi episode with Ahsoka. And as I was watching the finale, it occurred to me, that was three weeks ago. And I was like, no. Get the fuck out of no, my face. No, it was face. not three weeks ago. Get the fuck and I was out like, of my face. I was like, holy. And then I, I thought about it and I was like, holy shit. It was definitely just three weeks ago. Man, time is a blur. Time doesn't fucking exist, bro. It's not real. And Doctor Strange proved that. Dormammu, I have come to bargain. <laughs> that is nuts. That is nuts. That was only three weeks ago. Holy crap. Well, what's funny is like three weeks ago, the finale was that, but then three weeks before that. Right, 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 right. God. Fuck. I'm ready for WandaVision next week, man. Let's get it. This. Joseph, Miles, this is a call to action. Next week we get active. We are here. It's we are be out incredible. here. This has been the Penny Bloom Podcast. Twas I, Colton Robertson, and I was joined by none other than KBZ. Kyler Barnett. So Thank weird you. being referred to as that because usually it's on the screen. You know, I, I know. Can see it. I can remind myself, but, but man, no, hearing just, it in person, seeing it, it's it's. I like the nickname. It, it's, it I, flows I, off the tongue really well. Man, now I just realized I just outed myself as like basically totally disclosing that this 
nickname has basically been because I would make my own name that on <laughs> now I seem self centered as fuck. No, you don't. I I made up Koro. Okay, well, hey, I don't feel as bad because look at how that's played out. Exactly. A lot of people regard me as yeah, Koro. Okay, okay. Yeah. So KBZ Kyler Barnett was here. Normalize giving yourself nicknames 2021. Absolutely. That's the, uh, how awesome is it that my first podcast of 2021 recording is with Kyler Barnett after my first podcast in 2020 was also with Kyler Barnett, what's, also about Marvel. What's crazy is I never would have guessed that if you'd have told me last year when I did this that I would either A, be back at all, really, or B, <laughs> that I would be back. And I'd Regularly. Still, I'd be, yeah, like right in the same time. Like I'd be back and like we'd be doing this on that the That had to have been pretty much a year ago today. Like that yeah, had It's got to be within a couple of days. Like it's close. Definitely close. Man, that's wild. Well, this was a joy. Again, this was the Penny Bloom Podcast, and please always remember, peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. Oh, I had an idea for another sign-off, and it was because we were watching The Mandalorian, and after I watched Wonder Woman 1984, and I thought about Game of Thrones, I was like, fuck, I love Pedro Pascal, all right? (laughs) So I was thinking about, and like in the line of the theme song where I'm like, peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves, or it's like a... What do I say before that? Here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Mm-hmm. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. I was thinking, like, what if I was like, haha, we out here, we some little rascals. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Pedro Pascal. Uh. <laughs> like, that shit's hard, okay? Damn. I love you that gotta- shit. We can retool it like we could be. It'd be like in a TV show. You remember when you were a kid and you'd watch a TV show and they'd update that theme song? Like mm. the song would be the same, but then maybe the scenes were different. Something was and different, stuff. and you were like, oh, I, that's new. I haven't seen that you, before. You got the Leo DiCaprio from Once Upon a Time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, look, there I am. <laughs> there, there, there I am. Right there. Maybe we watch that. <laughs> Let's do Man. it. I, hey. We'll be seeing you. We'll be seeing you. All right. Peace, love, and bloom. And always praise Pedro Pascal.